Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. As you can probably hear, I have a cold. Very happy about this. Not. Uh, <laughs> I've got it happen now instead of in a few weeks, though. That I am glad about. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a little bit, because I have an announcement there. But we are going to be doing one of our What We Are Into episodes. Paula is running a little bit late, so she will be joining us shortly. So I'm going to have my, I think the last time Paula, Meg, and Carla were on all three together was our Celebrity Conspiracies episode, which go check that out because that episode is so funny. I love that episode so much. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's what you're into? No, that's the other question of like favorite moments. That was the one. That's what I thought. I actually responded. This is, sorry, everyone. This is about a private DM. I'm so sorry. It's just, I knew if I didn't say it, I would lose it forever to the ether. I figured that was what it was from because we are, just to let you know, um, next week, the week of 4th of July week, week. So the first week of July, sorry, first full week of July, um, we are just releasing an interview and then a best of clips episode. So if you have any favorite moments, let us know too, and I will try and include them. Uh, but Meg was in one of our private DMs was telling me about a moment. She's like, I wish I could remember the episode. And I replied to that. She must not have read it yet. And said, "I it, there were many of those. It might have been the celebrity conspiracy episodes. So see, I, I was on the same wavelength. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I just want to say, I think it'd be really weird if we didn't acknowledge what's going on in the country right now. So, you know, as I've said many times, when you have any kind of platform, whether it be big or small, I think it's part of your responsibility to speak out in any way you can, whether it be on social media, whether it be going places, whether it be writing, writing to people, whether it be fundraising whether it be saying something on your podcasts and especially with this podcast as we speak out a lot about this stuff so if you don't know what I am shocked if you don't know uh um the supreme court yesterday voted what we knew was coming for months uh, to overturn Roe v Wade and uh that means that a lot of states in the country right now are going to be banning abortions or already have um, and if you aren't scared, if you weren't scared years ago, I, I don't know if, if you didn't see this coming back in 2016, or you could even look before then, I don't know where you have been, honestly, because, you know, I remember around that time, so many people were yelling and screaming, 
that rights are going to start being stripped from us. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to come. And people were saying, no, 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 you're overreacting. That's not going to happen yep. here. Yep. Uh, you know, all that stuff. Well, it's happening and it has been happening. And it's not just this. It's, you know, trans rights are under attack. I mean, you know, lots of lots of people are under attack right now. Um, any marginalized community is under attack right now. Um, trans lives are literally uh, hanging in the ballots, uh, very in danger right now. Uh, so it's not, I know a lot of people are saying next is going to be LGBTQIA+. That's already happening, so it's not like that's already happening. I do think the next step will be to try and overturn uh, gay marriage and try to ban that again. You know, you'll see lots of things. This is just the first step. Our our democracy is very tenuous right now, okay? I mean, people will do more to protect guns than to protect someone's bodily autonomy and their rights to survive, you know, free, free speech is already under attack. If you look at some of the decisions that, are, that were made saying boycotts aren't considered free speech and Miranda rights are no longer something that are required when you're arrested, which is just completely insane and baffling to me. And yeah, and there was another, oh yeah, the guns, the concealed carry thing in New York. It's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I just want to throw in um the the fact that you can't sue the cbp anymore mm -hmm. and that that really threatens i mean the the lives of of immigrants are already threatened daily and then this strips them of another layer of protection yeah yeah so it's just it's lots of things it's not just this and you know, voting is a good thing. I'm not saying not to vote, but, you know, <laughs> just saying just wait and vote. It's, it's it's not doing crap. They're not doing shit. They're not doing anything, you know. that's it. I mean, it's not enough. Obviously, it has proven that. It's just like, and also, it's not, you know, Democrats are not necessarily any better at this stuff. And people just always say that's, that's the lot. And like, I saw a tweet that said, Voting is the Democrats' version of thoughts and prayers. Yes. Anyway. But that's still, to be said, still vote and vote blue. Well, yes. Because, oh, yeah, definitely. Because, but... like, right now, the only hope we have is to be able to codify uh, rights to privacy and a right to choose. And we can't do that if we don't have enough pro-choice people and people who mm -hmm. respect people with uteruses bodies enough to codify especially abortion rights in the constitution and like and my sister was talking to me she goes i cannot believe this but i had to explain dirty dancing and use that as a teaching tool yes um, for people about abortion and why le ha having it be safe legal and rare well, my, frankly safe and legal is all i really care about if i'm being perfectly honest uh -huh. Um, but why it's so important because this is not going to stop abortions. This is going to kill people with uteruses. This exactly. is going to kill people and it's not going to save any lives. It's not going to save a single life. Not one. No. Yeah. And I mean, and 
people that claim to be pro-life are not pro-life because that's not what this is about. They don't, if you were pro-life, you would be pro-universal uh, health care for people. You would be pro-automatic maternity leave and paternity leave. You would be pro, you know, you would be pro, you know, lots of different, like, government, government, I'm sorry, everybody, my brain isn't Support. so bad. But thank you. Yes, you would be pro a lot of things that actually help people, but people that are pro-life aren't pro-life. They are pro-control and wanting to control things. They're also pro, they hide behind their religion, behind Christianity and Catholicism and other things as a way to scapegoat their hatred and the fact that they are um, just evil people. I mean, not evil, but they're just, because evil kind of is used as an excuse word, but they're just not very good people and they want to control women. They want to control everybody and they are filled with hatred and so, and also, you know, I also saw another thing say, you know, Jesus never said anything about abortion, but Jesus did say stuff about the death penalty. So just remember that if you're pro-life and you're pro the death penalty. So, you know, okay. Well, I just wanted to at least make sure to say something about that, especially with all the women on my, yeah. <laughs> and that, now on to fun. <laughs> So I do hope that at least this could kind of, I don't know, add some joy because as much as I think we need to stay aware and need to speak out and still do that, I do think it's also important to take care of your mental health at the same time um, and try to do things that are fun. I'm not saying to ignore stuff, but to also add that in. So hopefully this could add a little bit of light to this. So uh, since this is a whole episode about what we're into, music, podcasts, books, fanfics, television, movies, all of that jazz. Um, we are going to start differently. So I don't know. I, I hope my panelists are ready for this. When Paula comes, I'll have her give hers too. So I went to karaoke, to a private karaoke thing. So this inspired my question. So I wanted to know, even if you don't do karaoke, even if you never see karaoke, never would in your life, Carla... What would your go-to karaoke song be, and why is it Bon Jovi? <laughs> I love how well you know me. Um, <laughs> and look, okay, I would love to sing the hell out of Wanted Dead or Alive or any other great songs of his. But when I first started falling in love with Bon Jovi, the the song I, I was in Mexico and I bought a cassette there. Yes, a cassette. A cassette tape. Um <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google it. I don't have the bandwidth to explain this to you. I mean, good lord. And because it was in Mexico, they put in a couple of tracks in Spanish. So my favorite and my go-to would be the Spanish version of Better Roses, Cama de Rosas. Which is, I think, possibly even better than the English version. And because of how Polyglot's brain works, whenever I hear the song, I can only really remember part of the lyrics in, in Spanish and part of them in English. So, like, it becomes this big mashup for me, which is, I'm sure would be fun for everyone. <laughs> yes, it would be. It would be. Yes. 
Carla, Carla is our resident singer. <laughs> in quotation marks. <laughs> no. And our resident impersonator. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I'm the resident Welsh accent specialist. As well as the, the, the resident chanteuse. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I will I will put you in here, Paula, in a second, because Paula has entered. I'm gonna enter her in when it's her turn to give me her go-to karaoke song. So Meg, what is your go-to karaoke song? Okay, so I actually sing karaoke a lot. <laughs> I love karaoke. Like I love doing uh singing karaoke my brother-in-law and i and my husband will go sing when my cousin and his wife are in town so we have whole like playlists that we sing there was a time we sang karaoke um and there were a lot of people there thank god because it was just like our own personal concert for ourselves <laughs> um so i'm i uh, i wish i'd read the, the outline before that's why i said to read it beforehand. I i've been so busy um okay so don't Stop Me Now it, by Queen is always a really, really fun one. I don't stop believe Anything that says don't stop, <laughs> apparently, that's something that I really, really apparently like. Don't stop um, the music. I've been really digging Lizzo, though, <laughs> lately. Like, me and my brother-in-law will sing Lizzo together a lot, and it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> So I don't know. I have so many. Bohemian Rhapsody is another one. I have a lot of very strict rules to karaoke that I get uh, angry. Like my my one rule of karaoke. <laughs> I have two rules of karaoke. Um, don't, don't talk about a, karaoke. Yeah, don't, don't sing a duet by yourself. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Find a friend or pick a new song. And don't sing a karaoke song if you don't know the words. Like, if you're actually truly depending on the the screen to tell you what to sing, pick a new song. <laughs> I'm a snob. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to argue that for just a second because, you know, we did, when we were singing karaoke last week, we said karaoke for, karaoke for three hours, I want to say. <laughs> it was, it was, by the two hour and a half mark, I was like, I am done with karaoke. Um, but... I want to say that you may think you know the words to a song. That's the thing okay. I want to point out. And you, you get up there and then you instinctually look there and you're like, that's what this flipping song is. <laughs> okay. So I'll so, revise it then to say, at least know the song. One of the yes. most embarrassing karaoke moments for me ever was me thinking that I knew the words and knew the song of If I Had a Million Dollars by Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> and not actually knowing it and not getting the cadence or anything correctly. And I, was very ashamed and embarrassed and now i'm like if you don't know it don't sing it well <laughs> wow um, meg i know well i know we uh, sing karaoke all the time it's a it's just it's me yeah on, on that snobby note i am gonna bring in paula none <laughs> <laughs> of that bitch hello hi paula. hi paula hi so is your go-to song i'm assuming it's by paula abdul <laughs> I mean, you would think, and I, I did listen to a lot of Paula Abdul back in the day. But no, if I did karaoke, it would actually be Duran Duran, either Hungry Like the Wolf or Rio. Okay, you made yeah. you made Carla very happy. 
The classics. <laughs> the classics, yes. I like how Carl and Paula both got special little things and it's just like, Megan, what do you <laughs> That's Well, I will be honest, Meg. I didn't think you were going to be – because you're, you're my person that doesn't like music as much. So I was like, I don't know oh, if Meg's going to – I feel be... like liking music and liking karaoke are two very different things. <laughs> I, I honestly was surprised that the first and only thing out of her mouth wasn't just Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, it's it's really up there, but you have to feel the vibe of the bar. <laughs> well, we, well, we did, I have to say, doing private rooms like we did is so nice because yes. then the people that are not that are don't like to get up there, I'll get up there mm-hmm. in a bar. But if, people that don't like to do that feel a lot less yeah. inhibited, and then you could all sing together, and it was so. And we ended with Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that my sister so. likes to sing in private rooms. We do karaoke in my living room. Oh gosh! Because we're very—that's that's what I, I want. Every every New Year's Eve, that's what we're doing: is we play I'm... games and then we sing karaoke and we count down the New Year and then we just keep going. Okay, I am flying out to your house for New Year's <laughs> this year. <laughs> that is my ideal. I'm serious. I don't know why. Want to come hang with some ten and fourteen year olds? You are welcome. That part, maybe not. <laughs> And my sister got like a cocktail um, cookbook or whatever a couple of years ago. So, and we pick out the cocktails we want to make and buy all the ingredients and then we sample them. And then we are usually asleep by 10 and then we wake back up. <laughs> it is an all day endeavor. <laughs> well, I, I, I see, it just sounds like so much fun because I'm like, karaoke, I love karaoke. Anyway, so I have a lot of go-to songs, but I had so much fun this last time singing um, Turn Around Bright Eyes by Bonnie Tyler. That one is so much fun to get into. Oh, it's oh, That one is a, a blast to sing. And then I always said I would never sing Lady Gaga because I think she's so incredible that I just, there's no way. But I sang two Lady Gaga songs this last time. And it was a lot because the people I was with, which a lot of them are frequent panelists on here, were like, Aaron, you have to get up there and sing Lady Gaga. <laughs> and especially one of them was Shallow from A Star Is Born. So I was like, why aren't you going up there and singing this, Aaron? Did and you I, have a partner to sing with? Yes. Okay, thank God. Because otherwise <laughs> I'd have walked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That would have been one of your rules. Broken right there. Also, quick question. Um, for Turnaround Bright Eyes, are you able to sing it without dropping the F-bomb? from oh god what movie was it when they sing karaoke huh there was a movie where they sing turn around and he's like every now and then i fall apart and i need you now tonight i fucking need you more than ever uh, no we didn't do okay. that but i well, got never really mind. into it you know never when, mind because once... i can only hear it that way now <laughs> one song speaking of the lyrics thing we did sing um, Dab, I Wish. I Well, it was one of my selections. And we we all, the way we were singing is everybody started singing together. So nobody was singing alone, even if it wasn't a duet. It was actually a lot more fun that way. And I had picked Dab, I Wish I Was Your Lover. And <laughs> some of the lyrics of that song, I didn't even realize <laughs> she said certain things. And we were singing it and both, I think I was singing that with, uh, no, I was singing it with Re- Rebecca. And we both kind of look at each other like, what the hell? This is what this song is saying. <laughs> I'm going to ride a camel in to see you or some crap like that. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that has to do with wanting to have It's like that the deuce douche conundrum. Yes. Oh, yes, I know. I know. Or, or um, 
for uh and I was so happy on Friends when this happened, but for Elton John's Tiny Dancer, yes. I always I did think it was always Tony Danza when I was young and I'm like, this is amazing. He wrote a song about Tony Danza from Who's the Boss? Because I loved Who's the Boss. So I was like, or, okay. Or was it 27 dresses when they have that whole scene? Oh, that's my favorite. Scene. I love that scene so much. It's so and cute. And then with their yes. Oh my gosh, that's the best. Or or you can call me Al by Paul Simon, which is also another one of my go-to karaoke's, and everyone thinks it's Betty and it's Eddie. <laughs> I'm so well, excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you here. Sorry, I didn't give you a special intro. I just really wasn't. Excited. It's okay. I really love to sing Megan Trainer songs, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start with music. So, Carla, name three music things <laughs> that you're into right now. I'm really into treble, bass, and half notes. <laughs> Those are my three things. Meg, what about you? Favorite music. Um, you didn't say saxophone. Oh, we're a shock. He's always into the sax. Carla's That's here. sax. Oh my god. All the time. I know you all think I'm super sexy, but I'm not. I'm just a humble person like everybody else. I mean who doesn't like sax? <laughs> Carla doesn't because she yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah sax. It's sax. the cheesiest instrument on the planet. He likes hard sax. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> Hardcore sax. Hardcore sax. <laughs> Triple clef note rating. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So, Carla, what music are you really into? <laughs> so, what I'm actually into is, well, obviously Lady Gaga, because, I mean, just in general, I think even if, if I weren't going to be in an episode of It's a Phantom Thing about Lady Gaga, I would still be into Lady Gaga because it's just my, my natural state of being. And also, my son also really loves her, so he's been playing a lot of Lady Gaga, too. So it's just been like a fun week of of his little phone playing Lady Gaga in the background and then me watching Lady Gaga movies and just gagaing up my life. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, gaga it up, baby. One of my, my favorite artists, Fantastic Negrito, has released recently a new album called White Jesus Black Problems. And it is so good. I mean, all of his music is always so fantastic. But this album, it's it, it's no, uh, it, it, it okay. It's still very good. Like just like his other albums, it's great. It's great. I love it. You should go listen to it. It really deals a lot with. I mean, all of his albums deal with uh, being black in America, and there are a lot of just great tunes. His his sound is like blues with funk. And like, there's one song in it that's kind of like country, but it's country for a reason. Um, the the song is about uh, guns in America, and uh, I think it's called "You Gotta Have a Gun." And so it's like this country th thing where it just go listen to it so that it makes sense to you. Like, I I, I can't really talk about it without giving away a lot about it, which sounds kind of silly to give a spoiler alert for a song. But I think if you just go in and listen to it without knowing much about it, I think that you're better off in, in the experience. Just the whole album is an absolute treat. And again, I've, I've been spending a lot of time with my son. And uh, we recently were on a very long flight. 
Uh, by the way, I am never flying domestic again in my entire life because uh, flying in the United States domestic is a cesspool of gross people being gross. But uh, one of the the entertainment selections was Teen Titans Go. And he, he watched the one episode over and over again. I wasn't watching it, so it was just... I was just watching stuff happen. So now I, I know what happens in this one episode. I don't know what they're saying. But he, he got home. He started listening to the um, the soundtrack from the movie. Teen Titans go to the movies. And the the rap about the, the characters and what they do has gotten stuck in my head so hard. And it will not let go. And it is just hilarious and great. Um, I have no shame about this, but also as a warning to other people out there, it will get stuck in your head and there will be nothing you can do about it. No amount of Gaga will unstick it. <laughs> Good to know. I probably would will not listen to that anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Teen, Teen Titans and Phineas and Ferb both are, are two kids shows that have some really, really fun stuff for adults to watch. And the music in both of them is great when they do music. It's awesome. So Meg, the karaoke machine. <laughs> I'm not really into music. See? <laughs> no. Okay, we do these things and it's just like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, so the things I was going to mention the Teen Titans thing if Carla didn't mention it because she's been talking to me about it. And I'm like, you can't say that you're not into this. You can't try and like hide it. Um, and my my three things isn't even necessarily stuff I'm into so much as it's just stuff that I'm hearing all the time. And I'm sure Aaron will know one of them because I was like singing it to myself while we were waiting to go oh on. God, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and that's Big Energy by Lotto. Um, talks about big dick energy. I don't know. It's just, it's on the radio all the time. That and uh, Dove Cameron's boyfriend. I'm just hearing them all the time on the radio. I'm not like, yay, these are the greatest songs ever, but there's the ones that keep getting stuck in my head. Um, I feel like I can't come on here and be like every single time, be like, well, you know, I really like Queen. I've been listening to a lot of Sublime. <laughs> I'm stuck in the 90s. I listened to TLC today. I was pretty down. <laughs> I was excited. Hey, it's fine being, hey, I don't listen to a lot of new stuff, so it's fine. And always mention Sublime, because Carla is the biggest Sublime fan in the world. So anytime you... <laughs> we have had conversations. The other one, and this is going to start a theme that I think you're going to get very annoyed with. Um, there's a song called... <laughs> you won't know yet, but you're going to. Um, there's a song by Max and Waller called All Right. And it's just... It's so stupid. Okay, so it's a It's just song. all right. It'll be all right. Even if you die, everything is fine. It's just, it's a fun song. It's, I, I'm listening to it a lot lately because I've been listening to the same thing over and over and over again lately. So that's all. That's it. <laughs> that's I'm... it, guys. That's my subtle start to the theme that you're all going to hate because I haven't been doing a whole lot of anything. I just came on here because I miss you guys. <laughs> Oh, great. So then for all of them, it's going to be like, um, I haven't watched anything lately. How's everybody going? Doing? I miss you. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to, I'm going to, one of every single one of my things is going to be for this same thing. And you're going to hate me so much. 
It started. Okay. Get prepared. So, Paula, oh, Paula, yeah. Paula. Are you into the song? Hi. Hey, hey, Paula. <laughs> it's been years since I've heard that, but my mom, my mom used to actually play that for me a lot <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, I could. I, God, I could actually probably do that at karaoke because I know it. <laughs> but I don't do karaoke anyway. Uh, so um, I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm into it right now, but I've been listening to it a lot. Uh, my friend and I went to. <laughs> the new kids on the block mixtape tour last week that's amazing <laughs> and it was so fun I, okay i was a huge huge new kids on the block fan when i was a teenager and uh so yes i was I, a young child though i was in high school <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and uh they do they do a mixtape tour and so they had this time they had um because uh, they've they've done it a couple of times with different with different people. This this summer they had um, Salt and Peppa, uh, En Vogue, and Rick Astley, and it was phenomenal. <laughs> so I've been listening to a lot of that, and um, actually listening to some of Rick Astley's newer stuff, which is really pretty good too. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been kind of going down nostalgia lane lately with with all of the the fun music from uh, from my high school years um <laughs> it was it was a very fun concert so much fun i remember being 10 listening to salt and pepper the the oh god i can't remember which one it was but of course it was not good i was 10 listening to it and my parents had no idea <laughs> <laughs> and this is the same kid who wanted to sing like a virgin when i was eight years old for yeah, the school assembly oh or yeah papa don't preach mm -hmm. not like a virgin i'm sorry papa don't preach <laughs> i went harder <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are great selections, though, I think, Paula. I mean, I, I don't have any opinion on the other selections of or my other panelists, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, because one of them I'm into, too. So. <laughs> one of them. Well, one of them. The one. one of them. Obviously, <laughs> well, and Carlos. <laughs> look, and, and look, I just have to say, too, during the concert, they actually rickrolled the audience. Oh, really? <laughs> Which was so much you know, fun because he he actually did the song, and then at the very end when they're doing kind of the yeah you know final whatever, they're like, "Do you want to hear one more?" And he comes out and he does it again, and it was everybody lost their heads. It was it was so much fun. That's awesome. If you get a chance to go to a new Kids on the Block concert, they are a ton of fun. Just saying. Well, you know, he was on um, uh, that Sunday CBS Sunday Morning Show. And he was talking about that, about the Rick Roll thing. And he didn't understand, his kids had to show him what it was because he didn't understand. Right? He was like, what is this? And then he's, he embraced it. And I love when people can embrace that stuff because, mm -hmm. you know, and can see, he said, it took me a minute to realize it wasn't like an insult because it was. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why my royalty checks have been so much higher. <laughs> Well, and it kind of, it kind of, because he had, he had, because I was looking into it a little bit, because I'm like, where the heck did this even come from? I mean, it's, it's fun, yeah. but where did it come from? And he had actually like retired from mm -hmm. music for a while. And this kind of, kind of helped, you know, get him started back into it a little bit. And, and it's just kind of one of those fun memes that, you know, everybody knows it, yeah. but it's not done in, in, um, mean spiritedness. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just fun for everybody. So yeah, it's, it's fun that he kind of leans into it. I was just going to say that uh, my son discovered Rick Rolling 
through a meme that he and his cousin have weekly Zooms and they find all kinds of fun things to share with each other. And um, so his cousin shared a Rickroll thing. And then my son asked me, he, he told me that he wanted the Rickroll song. So I'm like, okay, well, it, it actually has a title. It's it's called Never Gonna Give You Up. And he's like, no, but I want the Rickroll song. And I was like, well, yes, but the, <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to him the, the whole thing. And he got so upset. Like, it's okay, honey. I'm never going to let you down. (laughs) (laughs) Never going to turn around. And hurt you. Never. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me, and I can't remember. I I texted my husband to see if he could tell me. Uh, Yeah, Running Up the Hill has become super, like, popular on TikTok. And I think that's so interesting that the artist, like, one woman owns it, wrote it, sang it, the whole shebang. And she's, like making all of this money now because tiktok is playing it all the time because of like, stranger things it's because of stranger things yeah, yeah. i don't which is I don't the care. best i think it's the whole show ever. i think it's so exciting she's been holding on to she's yeah. has all of the rights and license to it and she's Good. just been like what 40 years later has been making a bunch of money on it i just i love that and then the rick the rick hasley thing reminded me of it a little bit and kate bush is amazing everybody um <laughs> Kate Bush is an amazingly talented, incredible, and that song is amazing. Um, it is. So I'm into Lady Gaga too. I won't get into that too much, but just to let you know that is going to be our. But if you're listening to this podcast episode, we've already dropped that episode, so go back and listen to it. If you tune in before to the live stream before tomorrow, watch our live stream tomorrow talking about Lady Gaga. So I'm really into that. Um, I'm still really into listening to Depeche Mode again because of um, Andrew Fletcher passing and so that made me revisit a lot of that and we will be discussing Depeche Mode once again and Carla will be there in November as part of my birthday month so that will be a live stream too so we will be discussing Depeche Mode then and I will try to verbalize what Depeche Mode means to me and why I honestly would not be alive probably if it wasn't for their music so that's how important their music is to me so I will try and put that into words when we discuss Depeche Mode uh, in November. So I'm very excited about that. And this is going to seem really weird, but I'm into this version of the song You Are by Sunshine <laughs> uh, by Stein J. And I'm into it because we released our Queer Smoke episodes, which are insanely popular as they always are. Um, and of course, the one that is becoming the most popular is the Brian one. Which is not a shocker. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is the version of You Are My Sunshine that was in an episode in season five. Because uh, if you don't watch Queer as Folk, one of the characters, Justin, his nickname is Sunshine. So it was at the end of some of one of the episodes. So I like the version a lot. So I know it seems weird to be into You Are My Sunshine, but it's not like a lullaby version. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Lana Lorraine does a cover of Sublime. Since I was like, I only just into sublime she does a cover of doing time uh by sublime which is a very different vibe and it's really really nice and i was so surprised of how much i liked it and i did uh, i almost didn't recognize it as a sublime song when i heard it in a bar the other night because <laughs> i'm cool okay i just miss you awesome. can, can i just pop in real quick on that yeah. that you are my sunshine there's a version by a uh I guess they're, I don't know if they're like a, a bluegrass band or whatever, but the group's called the Dead South. Amazing version of that song. 
it's it's not peppy and upbeat it's it's it kind of more fits the lyrics <laughs> yeah um, the lyrics are not happy uh, lyrics no really. they're not no no and um that that particular version of the song is is a uh, it's really kind of good <laughs> Well, so, just wanted to throw that. Out I there love too. the version Paula shared, and it comes up all the time. I swear, sometime I will put together the Spotify playlist that I've promised for like a year now for the podcast. I have a reminder every day that comes up to put it together. And I just ignore it, but but I have one song in there, and it's that uh, that version of that you shared, Paula, and now I can't remember. But I listened to it oh, so uh, much. Sound of Silence yes. by Disturbed. Yes. Oh my it's gosh. So that song is good. so good. I listened to that so much. I, it was on repeat, like constantly. So that that's that's a good one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, let's move on to podcasts. So other than it's a fandom thing, it's a fandom thing, it's a fandom thing. <laughs> what three podcasts are you into? Oh, yeah, and I guess Ben Wetter we had. Yeah. What three oh. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I freaking guess. I love you. <laughs> what, what three podcasts are you into? Well, I'm. it's going to be just two. Because I don't have a lot of time, but um, I've and I've listened on and off, but I've been listening more recently to um, Drunk Theory podcast, which is it's just a lot of fun. It's it's people drinking, hence the drunk part, and it's a it's a a true crime podcast, but it's it's not. I don't know. It doesn't feel as as exploitative as, as a lot of true crime podcasts feel. To be honest, like that's. I know it doesn't make me feel icky when I, when I listen to it because it's not the, the kind of podcast where like you're worried that they're going to knock on the door of a victim's family kind of thing. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's just a lot of fun. The, the chemistry between the hosts is great and they're hilarious. Um, so yes, definitely check that out. And I've been checking out a new podcast called, tabula rasa b words a buffy retrospective podcast and it's great it's i think they only have like maybe six episodes up so far but there you know there are several things that i really like about it first of all it's about buffy the vampire slayer which is one of my favorite shows of all time um they uh the the two hosts are longtime besties and they go back to like um grade school and they have really, really great chemistry. They're just adorable to listen to. But also, and right up front in the very first episode, they tell you that they love and always will love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but they don't support Joss Whedon. And they believe the um, the accusations made by just a whole slew of people who have made them against Joss Whedon. And I really appreciate that, that they are so... Because, like, you know, I'm listening to, to this and I'm like, but do you, but do you? And they, they went right into it before launching into um, their discussion of Welcome to the Hellmouth, which is the first episode of the show. 
and it, it's really great. They have wonderful natural chemistry. It's um, and it just makes me nostalgic for for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, um, uh, they they were like three years old when the show originally aired, but I I try not to hold it against them. <laughs> You try not to, but sometimes not successful. Ah, uh, you know what? It, it just sneaks through sometimes. What can I do? I'm only human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Meg, other than <laughs> um, podcast fanfic, what podcasts are you into? I know I'm spoiling one of the things you're into. But... Well, it's funny <laughs> you should ask that. And this is going to like go into the theme. Carla already knows because she's been listening to me for... I don't even know how long it's been at this point. Too long. It's been months and I'm so done with it. Months. I have, like, other than, like, it's, like, it's a fan thing and, like, podcasts of my friends that I listen to to support my friends. I have listened to one podcast and I've mentioned it here before and I'm going to talk about it again because it's it's consumed my life. Um, my husband and I became Patreons of it. Like it's just become too much. Um, and that's the Dungeons and Daddies podcast. Once again, I I don't know what to tell you. They did a Regency era like Good Society role playing game. And yeah, Paul, I figured we like. Oh my gosh, it's it's just I can't help it. It's too funny. I've listened to the whole thing. I listened. I'm listened. Caught up on season two, and I was like, oh no, I'm caught up. And now I have to wait for the next episode. So I've been going back and listening to like their post episode. Like, I, I'm, I'm, it's a problem, you guys. Like, it's bad. <laughs> it's, I don't know what to tell you. I've just become completely obsessed with it. It's just, it's funny. And I don't have any other podcasts other than like Sob Pod. <laughs> it's a fan thing in Sudden But Inevitable. And I can't even listen to Sudden But Inevitable right now because I'm not watching the show that they're talking about. So <laughs> I got nothing. I got one. I like, I'm getting ready to go on this really big road trip, so I'm not watching a lot of TV or reading anything because I'm getting my camper ready. So I'm just listening to it while I'm doing that, and then it's just become my life. I've become obsessed. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I do that. I am going to say. Yeah. I am that meme where it's like, I don't like things. I obsess. <laughs> and that's where I am. Like, we have merch. Now, it's like, it's bad. It's so... Before I came on here, I was watching their live stream game night. <laughs> Oh my god. And it's inappropriate for my kids, so it's like I can't even listen to it like on a speaker when I'm going around, so I'm in earbuds and my kids are like, Mom, <laughs> I'm ashamed, except I'm not at all. And say, you should listen to it. Safe. You should listen to it. It's really funny and you can be just like me. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting, you know. Meg became a Patreon supporter of them. Is is Meg a Patreon supporter of this podcast? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't my idea. My husband was just like, "Okay, Meg. Okay, Meg. Sure, sure." He's like, "Should we do it?" One of the things is like, so my my husband and I are both into Dungeons and Dragons. We both like to play. Um, I have a biweekly game that I play all the time and and have been playing for many years and my husband wanted to start dming and one of the things too is dm notes and the the dms and every the DM by which she means dungeon masters not direct messages oh, yes. i was like huh? no no Dun dungeon master notes <laughs> thank you so marty was like "Ooh, that would be kind of cool to get to help me like with my first time 
being a dungeon master. Like, this is all I've been doing. I'm sorry. I've been getting ready for a trip, listening to Dungeons and da- Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and then playing Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what to you tell you guys. You don't have to apologize. This is, I mean, this is a geek <laughs> fandom podcast. I mean, it's not like you're not in the right place. I've been running around as a wood elf paladin. If, if this was like a financial <laughs> planning podcast, can you imagine if we had a <laughs> then that would be the wrong place perhaps to be <laughs> but yeah i i got nothing i just i've just been listening to this podcast it's just it's so funny and it's it's like it's it's interesting and i've talked about it before i know it's really interesting they are professional actors like actors and writers who are playing this game so the role playing is really really fun um, it's a really cool story arc and there's a lot of twists and turns that even they don't really know is coming and that's where the kind of Dungeons and Dragons um, mechanic comes in because the story changes depending on how they roll the dice mm-hmm. so a lot of things that they're expecting to go really really poorly go really well and vice versa and it's fun to see them kind of think on the spot to to get through and around that and it's just I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so hooked on it. I don't understand it myself, but it's just like, yeah, become my favorite thing. I, I, I it's don't know. fine. It's though no, I it's fine. I, and I'm sure Carlos like, it's not fine. It's not fine. You have no, I, I, I'm like, I went on about I went on about two podcasts and like the time that you said like the first 50 sec- seconds of this thing, this long diatribe about Dungeons and Daddies. I love you so much. Yes, in I case still... you're wondering, the, the All Right song is the theme song of Dungeons and Dads. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, how the hell does that tie in? But and 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 I know how it ties into the next category. But so Paula, Paula, other than the Hey, it's me, Paula Abdul podcast. I don't think that exists, right? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That's our next podcast. It's a Paula Abdul right? thing. <laughs> First episode will be Carla ranting about how she was married to Carla's first crush, Emilio. Right? Oh my god! Oh, don't make me don't don't get me started Carla's on this. First, okay. first, first no. She's about ready to throw fists here. So, other than that podcast that doesn't exist, but will soon. No, it won't. So, don't get your hopes up. Um, so, what are you into? What podcasts are you into right now? Well, uh, Meg, I just downloaded that podcast because I have to hear it now. <laughs> oh my god, please message me because Uh-oh. I need more I will. people to I talk will. to about it because even Marty at this point, even my husband is like, oh my god. Oh, oh, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk because I do Dungeons and Dragons. I do tabletop gaming anyway, and you had me at Regency. I was like, I'm in. Well, that's for Patreon supporters, but we'll talk and we'll- I'm in. We'll, we'll, I'm in. Yeah. It's Paula so is also not a Patreon supporter of this podcast. Clearly, Aaron, what you need to do is do some Regency role playing. Right? <laughs> and then you'll have Regency a Regency anything. It's a Regency role playing thing. Yeah. Ooh, it's a, there you go. <laughs> it's a role playing thing, it's not a, a BDSM podcast. Here's your next t shirt. <laughs> And you're gonna just have a D twenty on it. Oh, I would buy that. Right? Okay. Well, Erin yeah. A, are yeah. you listening? <laughs> yeah. This definitely. whole episode is just gonna be me and Paul, Paula talking about D and D. Okay. Before it turns into <laughs> right? that, okay. so what, what podcasts are you into? 
Okay, so um, the first one is also going to kind of tie into um, one of our other categories. I've been listening to the Making It Up As We Go Dusty L Fanfic podcast. I love it. So good. Um, it's really good. So good. And then I've also been listening, or I've listened to the Bridgewater podcast that has Misha, um, Will Wheaton, and a bunch of other people. That one's a really, really, if you like like X Files, that type of thing, that's a, it's a really, um, really fun podcast. Really good, good podcast. And they're going to be doing a season two. I think, uh, they just finished writing the scripts. So hopefully they start recording that soon. Um, and then I just started listening to this new one um, called Gone. If you're a history buff, this one's a fun, uh, a re- interesting one. Um, what it, what they talk about is uh, things like um, Amelia Earhart, uh, Library of Alexandria, things that have gone missing. And they give you a little bit of a history about them. And then um, some of the... Um, theories of why they've gone or where they what happened to them and then they give you um their um opinion on what they think is the most likely thing that happened to whatever it is they're talking about that week and that one's that one's pretty interesting so yeah a lot of these i haven't i haven't listened to so yes yes thank you um (laughs) i know which one you're gonna start listening to right away Over this, Paul, I'm gonna listen to that Gone podcast. Right in six years. Well, well, the uh, the Dungeons and Daddies is going right into my right into my uh, rotation. I'm, I'm so excited. I started re-listening again because I because like there's a no ads version now, and I'm like, and they have an uncut version, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna listen to this all song. of it, all of it, just all of it. it. <laughs> so I've been listening to. I listened. To, I finished it because it was just like a just like a five part from Gizmo. Moto, uh, the gateway, which is all about Teal Swad, and I listened to that because it'll tie into a show I, I already mentioned, the deep end about Teal Swad, who is a disgusting human being. She's a spiritual guru who's just a complete narcissist and basically runs a cult, in my opinion. Um, and she's horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, big trigger warnings, though, if you listen to that podcast, if you watch that documentary for suicide. Uh, that's her big thing, and she has a lot of controversy around her because some people who have followed her have uh, trigger warning committed suicide. So, um, so yeah, so big trigger warnings about all that stuff, and also sexual abuse as well. Uh, but that's a great podcast, and then I just like to use this time to call out my friends' podcasts just to, you know, give you some stuff to listen to. Uh, so I want to say my podcast brain twin Jed from my streaming bubble, give her a big shout out. I've been on there several times talking about, uh, first time was John Waters, which she was just on our John Waters episode. So go listen to that. That was a ton of fun. And, you know, like I said on there, it was so great to have another panelist that was into John Waters. Because John Waters is an amazing, incredible human being on top of being an incredible artist. He's just an incredible human being. So listen to the episode that I did with her on my streaming bubble and then listen to ours. I also did a two-hour Finn Wittrock episode with her, which was beyond fun. That was so much fun. And then we did Psycho Beach Party, which was also 
a ton of fun. Speaking of Buffy, um, and also six feet under, right? Because we're going to be talking about that later. Um, Nicholas Brennan from uh, Buffy is in that. And then, gosh, I can't remember her name. She plays the youngest, the daughter on Six Feet Under. Um, can't remember the actress's name, but she's in there too. And it's it's really, it's a fun movie. And then I'm going to be on there a couple more times later on this year as well. Uh, and then also, of course, Liberty Diner Dish, if you are into Queer as Folk. And Ishelle was on all of our Queer as Folk episodes. She's amazing. I love her so dang much. So go listen to that. And then finally, this little podcast called Bedwetter Behead. Hosted by someone named Meg and someone named Carla, and they happen to be here <laughs> to the to the right of to the to the right of me <laughs> or the Who left. Are these women, it's no, so it is charming the, and yeah, delightful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, so let's get into books, fanfics, and I don't really have anything here, so we'll skip over. Me when it comes to me, I'll just go into the next category and have an announcement. Uh, but Carla, are there any books or fanfics that you're into right now? Um, no fanfic right now, but I I am I'm reading through Octavia Butler's Earthseed series, and I'm very very hooked. It is so good. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I mean you can buy pretty much anywhere i i happened to buy it because it was like on a mad cheap sale one day and i was like okay cool i need something to read and i've heard a lot of octavia butler um but it, it's like a dystopian future thing and it's also about religion and shunning existing religion and then creating something new it's it's i'm not making it sound as appealing as it actually is but trust me it's a very it's like she's a a very respected and well-known uh author for a reason and uh the other book that i've been reading is arrancame la vida which i'm i'm trying to like okay tear this heart out is the the english title arrancame la vida is really really good and the reason that I started reading it is because my my family has created like a little book club. And the great thing about this little book club, um, oh, by the way, it's by Angeles Mastreta. So if you um, know how to spell that out, then you're, you're good. But <laughs> like Angeles is like Angels Mastreta, M-A-S-T-R-E-T-A, T-T-A. But th- this one is about a girl in Puebla who she, she's um, seduced by a- an older man when she's very young and they get married. And it- it's like her life from that point on as he um, becomes governor of the state of Puebla and all of the those responsibilities that she has to take on as she finds out more and more about his life Um so that she had no idea about before they got married. But it's it, it's a great read. Um, for me, it's a bit slow because I'm reading it in Spanish. And uh, I left Mexico right before fourth grade. So I have a third grade education in Spanish. So it's not conducive to like reading well. 
Um, but it, it's it's very good. And yeah, it, it's um, my, my, my family's book club is incredibly slow because we all take forever reading anything. It's June and we're in the second book. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about that book club, I think, on our last What We Are Into episode. Yeah, I think that that was. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I was talking about the book that we read for, I guess, the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> of 2022. Yes, yes. No, I understand that. You know, you know, there's, I mean, we're supposed to be doing a special Patreon episode with a STL fanfic, but with other things coming up, we'll, we'll, st- we're still going to do that this summer. I promise we're going to have that, you know, and I still have a three and three over three hour bonus American Horror Story episodes edit, but we are going to have that soon. I promise. I promise. But yeah. So, and Carla and Meg are going to be on that. And I don't know. Are you on it too, Paul? Yeah. Okay. And then I think Judy. I, I'm not. I don't, know. I, I don't know if I can. I think it's while I'm. I think it's while I'm out west. We haven't even recording. scheduled a time to do it yet. I, I I signed up for it because it was Destiel fanfic, and then I actually read it, and I was like, no, you don't like it. Still for me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it yet. So. Like I, I, it's not to, to poop on it or anything. It's just not not for for me. So. <laughs> But other people seem to enjoy it, so have at it, enjoy, have fun. But you can listen to our ninety-one whiskeys podcast episode. Carla and Meg were on that, and um, and so was Judy and Tanya. And go watch the live stream; it's our most popular live stream we've ever done. So, or it's a yeah, hoot. That that and like our uh, our marathon one is pretty high up there too, just because people like to watch me lose my mind. I guess I don't know. Uh, so. <laughs> so Meg, do you happen to be into any fanfic that revolves around the podcast? Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, I have more than just that, um, because it's been a while since I've been on here. So uh, this is before I fell completely into the rabbit hole. Um, I do have some books that I've really enjoyed. And um, if you are a Kindle Unlimited reader, they're both available on that. So you can read them for free. Um, which is great. The first one is The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. It's a really, really sweet, fun um, LGBTQ romance. And it's got really great representation. The lead is a is a person of color. There's neurodivergence. It's just, and it's basically about a producer of a Bachelor kind of show um, having to be the handler of the bachelor who's not doing a great job with being, he's trying to re revigorate his brand or whatever like that. And he's just very awkward and very confused. So he needs a special handler and, and they're just friends to lovers. Romance is just very, very cute. And it's very sweet. And it's just a very, very feel good um, book. And I just, I love it. Dev and Charlie are very, very cute in it. <laughs> Another one that I'm reading that, of course, my phone died. And the only reason I haven't finished this is because I fell down this podcast rabbit hole and it's consumed all of my time. Um, is House of Lies and Sorrow, Sorrow, House of Lies and Sorrow, um, by Emily Blackwood, and it's basically about a girl who is sold to be the princess to a fae prince so it's a fantasy kind of YA romance thing, and as the books go, it gets more mature but she's like sold to marry this fey prince and she's his fourth wife and all of his wives before her have all died on their wedding night so 
it's it's fun and there's some enemies to lovers to that and friends to lovers and enemies to lovers are like my jam and marriage of convenience all of that so those are two books see i have books too and then the other thing i'm really into has just become fanfic of the dungeons and daddy's podcast and it's so pathetic <laughs> <laughs> it's like the saddest thing ever <laughs> It's just like, but I'm really excited because it's not just me. Because there are like, there's not a small amount of fanfic for the the characters, the characters, not the people, not the people, the characters mm-hmm. that they play. Um, there's not a small am- amount of fanfic. Like it's nothing like Destiel or any like big fandoms, obviously. Um, but no, I've been reading fanfic. <laughs> oh God, I need a life. <laughs> Do not be. I want to just say, Meg, I just want to say really quickly, I know some of it's joking around, but I do want to say this whole podcast revolves around being obsessed oh. and geeking out and wanting and fandom yes. stuff. So do not ever feel like this is I, silly. I am checking, I am checking all of those boxes um, of being geeky and, and being fan and, and fangirling and stuff like that. It's just, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it other than be like, if you listen to it and it's something like you, like I said, you don't have to know anything about D and D to enjoy it. It's just a really funny, fun story. And these people who are doing it all really, you can tell they really like each other and really get along. And that makes it so much more fun. And they're always really 100% into whatever they're doing. No one. And it's, it's improv. So it's always the yes. And quote unquote, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I personally, I was like, <laughs> I think I tweeted before. I was like, I feel really weird, but I feel like I'm shipping two of these characters in this podcast. And then I found fanfic about the two of them, and that's I'm awesome. a giant dork. <laughs> so I've, I've, that's what I've been doing. Like I, it's pathetic. It, not Stop pathetic in a that. bad way. <laughs> okay, not pathetic in a bad way. It's very, very silly, and I acknowledge it, but I'm not apologetic for it because I just really like it. There you go. That's much better. <laughs> I, I was joking with Carla before this. I was like, I haven't been doing anything but listening to this podcast. I'm not going to be able to add anything. I'm just excited to see people because it's been a really long time since I was on here. And after tonight, it's going to be a really long time till I'm back. And I'll probably still be talking about this <laughs> podcast. No, that's. But then I'll please. be able to talk. To, yeah, talk about it with there you. you. Go. Paul and I are good. Paul and I are going to start bugging Aaron <laughs> to do an episode, a podcast episode about dungeon. There is a there is a fan cast about this podcast. There's I was just going to say that that next thing we know, Paula and Meg will be hosting a podcast about. That's that what I was going to say. There's going to be a podcast called "It's a Dungeon there, and there. Dungeons and Daddies Thing," <laughs> which oh, really sounds know, like BDS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever pulls in listeners. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but yeah, so that that's like those two books, and then just fan fiction, and it's for this podcast because I'm very cool. Yes, that's a lot better way to put it. There, so <laughs> but like I don't have my obsessions that I've that I've had since August. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? We'll hear about them pretty soon. <laughs> So, Paula, are you? What fanfic are you into? I'm assuming it goes with the, with the Destiel podcast you were talking about, doesn't? 
Oh, oh and what books? Wait, are we doing fanfic or books book? and fanfic? Oh, are we doing both? So, okay. yes. Okay. What three? Well, look, I'm not even going to tell you how many tabs I have open for fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about obsession. Oh, but anyway, um, so uh, I'm going to start with the books. Um, so I recently started uh, reading this series called The Never King uh by nikki st crow and it is a a dark take on um peter pan and wendy Ooh. um it's it's a it's an it's adult they're smut <laughs> it's it's an enemies to lovers kind of thing um it's the the premise is um the the uh, uh darling women every every darling woman is taken on her 18th birthday by peter pan and it's it's a bit of a mystery what's going on and like i said it's very dark but it's uh and it's very smutty but it's very good and there's two books out right now and the next one comes out in a couple months and i've got my my friend hooked on it too and we're just like we went to read the third book and we're like where is it (laughs) why is it not here yet anyway so that one's that one's uh very good and uh, I just finished reading the second Bridgerton book because I had to watch the second season. Uh, enjoyed both of those. And now for the fanfic. So, like I said, I've got so many tabs, it was hard to pick. <laughs> There's the, there's a couple of them that are still works in progress. So if you don't like works in progress, you might want to wait until they're they're done if, if these interest you. But the first one I'm re- uh, reading right now is called The Boyfriend Sweater by Espion Kingsock. It um, starts out Dean and Cass are in relationships with other people and they eventually, you know, get together because it's Dessiel. But the, the, fun, the fun thing about this particular one is um, Dean and Sam and Mary own a knitting shop and they all knit and so does Cass. And it kind of revolves around the store and if you're into knitting and crocheting and things like that, the author puts patterns and things at the end of her chapters of the patterns that she's talking about in that particular chapter. So it, it you know, kind of ticks a couple of buttons there for people that are into that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's, it's good. It's like I said, that one's still a work in progress. Oh, and Dean's a firefighter. So, you know, if you like that kind of thing, <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Firefighter Dean is definitely a favorite. Mm-hmm. Firefighter, yeah, yeah, definitely. And Teether Dean's yeah. a big one, too. Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely. That one definitely takes some boxes. Then there's um, another another one that I like is Chef Dean. Mm. Cooking 101 is, is another one that's kind of a work in progress. Dean's a chef in New Orleans, and he's teaching a cooking class. He got kind of talked into it. And Cass is a horrible, horrible cook, cannot cook to save his life. And his brothers bought him a cooking class in, in Dean's class. And that one's also a work in progress. And they're, you know, he's a, um, um, he's a veterinarian at a, at a zoo. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a meat cute kind of thing. Um, that one's, that one's so good too. Um, and then there's a series, um, by faster than the speed of sound called um, being good. It's a whole series. It's it's a BDSM. It's a dom sub relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's That's <good>. my um, <laughs> great. 
This um, is, I should have told Aaron it was a BDSM podcast. Damn, there you go. There, well, I mean, um, this one is um, Dean's Dean's working through some issues. Um, he's had some some bad partners in the past, and that's given him some trauma. And then he meets Cass, and they have to work through some things. And each each one is kind of a standalone, um, but they all are in the same. You know, they, they, they kind of, she, she, instead of writing a chapter fic, she just does each one as kind of a standalone, but they all tie in together. And that one's very good. Who's the Dom and who's the sub? Cass is the Dom. Dean is the sub. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah, I'm kind of a sucker for that. <laughs> I, I, I really, really prefer, like, I, this sounds so, like, too much information, like the top bottom. That I don't care so much about. But I always feel like Cass needs to be the dominant because I feel like Dean is always so in control of everything and feels like he has to be the leader and taking care of everyone that to to be the sub. I just I love it so much. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of the, the reason why I like this one is because like I said um, Dean is, you know, he's he's, he's got the self-worth issues and all mm-hmm. of that. And he's had some really shitty doms in the past, abusive and that's caused some trauma. Mm-hmm. And then he meets Cass and he still doesn't feel like he's worthy. And well, Cass and, helps and, him, you know, show that he deserves to have good things. And that's you know, that's Well, and I'm I'm less familiar with the the dynamics or whatever BDSM so much. Uh, but I know that I've heard of like bratty subs, but there's like a power sub or is that a power bottom? I can't no, remember. Can, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. Let's have a long discussion. That's, that's about like that. people forget <laughs> that Doms have drops too. Like you'll read a lot of sub drops, yeah. but Doms gonna have drops yep. too. Like in the best yeah. fanfic I've ever read, which is Dean is the Dom. And so I think that's why I actually prefer that. Only because I've read ones where Dean is the Dom and they're so much better than the ones when I've read when Cass is. And then I've also read some where Dean is dominant with women too. Um, and then I've read the opposite with with women and where he's the sub and those are okay too. But I think it's just the, the writers and that um, the kinks is the one I've mentioned it before on here. Mm-hmm. And it's so well done. It, and it's one of the yeah. only ones yeah. I've ever read where they do have a dom drop. So Dean has a dom drop in that. So that's because that's something people don't talk about a lot is that you can just because you're the, the submissive in any of those relationships just to put a little – <laughs> PSA out there uh, is the one who should have a lot more control actually in in the whole thing. So yeah. just to let you know, if you're if you're un, in an unsafe one, then it won't be that. And it's, if I recall correctly, because it's been a while since I read it, but if I recall correctly, Four Letter Word I think has some dom dropping in there also. And I yeah, and I think as far as like the BDSM stuff, they. I think it's handled really well. I think they do a good job with it um, with realistic kind of expectations and experiences that they have within it, um, which is part of why it became, I think it's part of why it became so popular. And I feel like, especially when it comes to BDSM, you can really tell writers who have taken the time to do research because it's so easy. 50 shades of gray tells us it's so easy to get it wrong. 99.9% and to do a lot of of damage with it so yeah yeah and or you can tell people that either have done their research or are actually in the community or actually are into it 
Um, I've recommended the podcast before. We're just throwing it out there. The, the Kinky Tavern is a really good BDSM podcast to listen to. And they um, they talk about that. So if any of that's triggering for you, they have trigger warnings galore ahead of time. But they do a whole series um, where they are talking about media and media representation and how 99.9999, most of it is all wrong. But a lot of it is also stuff that because of time and because of its entertainment, they can't have the whole talking about your negotiations and stuff like that. They don't, you can't, I mean, you can't have that usually because it would be boring to watch, but they make sure that people know that so that if people aren't in the community, they know that, you know, it's really about getting off on consent. consent. A lot of it is about, it's so much based and it's not always about sex too. I always want to stress that, but yeah, that's, but I was just curious because I'm always, because I think either one of them could fit that, but I do think that's a good point with Dean always being the one in control. So I think that's that's a that's a good point there. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I don't have any right now. I there is a novel that I'm going to be having to read for for an interview coming up. So usually, you know, I'll have a bunch. So go back and listen to some of our interviews. We have an interview coming up with another author that I recorded a while ago. Uh, so go listen to those and really any of those books I'd recommend. We're going to move on now to move to television and movies so we're going to start with television of course and before we do that I just a couple of things I want to just say um, a big announcement and I announced it on Twitter and I'll announce it here and then keep putting it out there uh, we're going to be covering San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> I am absolutely floored that this is happening I am so excited it's my first time being there too luckily I'm going with people that have been before so I have people that can show me the ropes I can't guarantee I will get interviews with everybody that's there. They just announced, you know, that Marvel, of course, is going to have a panel. Uh, because I'm trying to do interviews and doing all that stuff, I am not going to sit in line for that Hall H thing all day on a Saturday because I because my thing doesn't guarantee I get into any of these anyway. And also, I just know I want to do other things and interview as many people as I can. But I'm putting this out there also because I want to just, if anyone is going – and would like to try and set up a time to do an interview. I know they have interview rooms, but you can also set up times outside of that to do any kind of interview if you are a con goer, if you are going to be there on a panel, anything like that. Go listen to my interviews. I pride myself. It would be a very truncated version of those, so really short interview, of course. Uh, but even go listen to my interviews that I did for the Colorado Festival of Horror last year, and those are more con-type interviews. So I know this one will be different. I've watched a lot of videos. I know it's more, it's conducted differently. And I'm hoping uh, we can get some good interviews with people. Like I said, I can't guarantee anything that it'll be any of the big, big, big people that might be there. Who knows? They don't announce everybody until like two weeks before. So I don't even know all the people that are going to be there. But I'm very, very excited. Even if it's, I mean, it's going to be my first time. So even if I only get a few interviews, I'm still going to be thrilled to be there. It's an absolute honor to be doing this, honestly. And it's a big deal. This is the first time they've uh, been in person since 2019. So I'm really, really thrilled. I'm going to be with Erin Amos, our producer. She already, she goes a lot. She's gone a lot. Um, and then also uh, Rebecca, who is a listener, is actually going to be there too. And she had some recommendations. This is how it kind of ties in. Um, 
and stuff that she's excited about. She, of course, is very excited about San Diego Comic-Con. So a lot of people are. And as a newbie, it's just interesting watching all the conversations and being like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so she's excited about that, of course. And then she's very, she loves the first volume one of Stranger Things 4, which is really, really good. Um, hey, and there she is in the comments right now. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> So hello. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I have a little bit of a cold. I'm glad I have a cold now and not in a few weeks from now. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'd probably have to not go and I'd be sad. Uh, but anyway, but Rebecca's into that. Really looking forward to volume two. Uh, looking forward to Resident Evil. I hope I'm sa- I, I jotted this down so quick. My handwriting's horrible that sometimes I can't read my own handwriting. And she's really looking forward to whatever DC panels are there. There's this particular panel that we are keeping our fingers crossed for because guess who is in a DC show that is coming out later on HBO Max? Yeah, that's right. Our vice unofficial mascot, Mr. Finn Whitrock. Oh. <laughs> so we are keeping our fingers crossed for a Green Lantern panel. Doesn't guarantee that I'll be able to interview him, but... We're keeping our fingers crossed that that happens because, yeah, that would be absolutely thrilling, exciting, beyond belief. <laughs> so I'll have to bring some It's a Fin thing merch with me <laughs> if that happens. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so once again, reach out to us if you're going to be there, if you would be interested in an interview or anything like that, let us know. Um, and in uh, DM us or reach out to us via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com to contact us. We also have some other emails now, so you could email us at info at it's a fandomthingpod.com or you could email me, Aaron, at it's a fandomthingpod.com or producer at it's a fandomthingpod.com. And that is Aaron's email. So sorry, I know my nose is all stuffy, so I apologize. But we're going to move on now to television. (laughs) So, Carla, what are you into right now in television? So, the first show that that I'm into, um, it's streaming on on Peacock, and it's Girls Five Ever. It's, you know... It's it's a it's a Tina Fey show, so you you know you you know uh pretty much what you're getting, in a lot of ways, but it also has some just really strong and hilarious performances. Paula Pell, I I love her so much. She's um a, a writer and she she used to write for SNL, and she's also she also is an actor, and she was in a movie recently with Maya Rudolph and a couple of other people that I can't remember but it was a really good movie and I'm gonna look it up so I can tell you what it's called but um uh Girls 5 Eva is really funny it's it's a comedy about a girl group that kind of faded into obscurity but then is brought back into relevance and they're trying to like hang on to that um to that newfound relevance and fame and they're you know they've moved on with their lives you know uh Paula Pell's character is a dentist now and uh she was she was in the closet back when the girl group was going strong and now she's out and um another character is now 
she she married another pop uh, boy band royalty person and you know like their lives have gone uh they've changed a lot from what they portray to their fans um another one played by sarah burrell is is uh she she was working in her in her family's restaurant and um the other one wiki played by elise goldberry meg help me elise from um hamilton i i have you're no useless way. <laughs> I, I know who you're talking about, but I'm bad at pronouncing names. Thank so. you. <laughs> Renee Elise Goldsberry, yeah. that's who it is. Um she is she's the character that frustrates me the most and who is also the funniest because she's she's a total diva. She completely has built up a hype and believes in it and buys wholly into her her whole shtick. Um, it's really funny. It has some really hilarious, ridiculous songs. Um, so, I mean, check it out. I think it's really good. Um, what do we do in the shadows, which Meg for months and months and months was, you know, like, you should watch this show. You should watch this show. I think you really like, it. and I was like, oh, I'll get around to it. And then I did, and I'm in love. And we have now done on our podcast, Bedwood Herb Ahead, which you can find on any podcast streaming service that carries really good content. Uh, we've done a couple of episodes now on what we do in the shadows, both the movie and the show that came from the movie. The The show is hilarious and it has, um, you know, it's about vampires, but they're, they're the most hapless group of vampires. They are just ridiculous people who think really highly of themselves, but really they would just, you know, flail in the sunlight if it weren't for um one of their familiar uh named Guillermo and Guillermo is really he's he's amazing he's a great character he's so funny and he is basically the the audience's eyes in in into the show um I feel like Jackie Daytona would be just fine <laughs> Jackie, <everybody's> Jackie Daytona <laughs> but not Laszlo and if you watch the, the the show you'll understand what we're talking about it, it's it's fantastic it is so funny but it it, it also it, it has like it has like a, a good deal of heart even through even though theirs don't beat it's it's great I think that um if you enjoy comedy and vampires you will enjoy the show that's pretty much it it's fantastic and yes i am bringing bringing it back our flag means death um we have done i uh, over at, at bedwater bed we have done now three episodes on the characters from this show because we can't let go of the show this show is so good it's and mind you this is only one season so far that that um that is aired of the show and it's only 10 episodes not, not even it's like eight episodes Whatever. It's not a... Ten. Okay. <laughs> it's ten episodes of the show. Um, and it has just so much packed into it, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. It, it's um, it's one of the funniest things that you'll watch. It has um, so many pockets of romance. And it has action and buffoonery and and silly people doing silly things, um, but it's also the the first show that that you know you're you're watching it, 
and you see all of these tropes that are used by by shows when they want to keep you hooked because they're like oh let's tease a same-sex couple but not actually go through with it like <clears throat> supernatural and so you feel like like you're about to be queer baited so you're getting you know you're ready for it and then that doesn't happen like it, they actually make it canon and they make it explicitly canon and it's so wonderful to see but it, not only does it have great representation in that sense it also has a character who's non-binary whose non-binariness is not a big deal like they, they can just exist um and they do touch on uh the crewmates adjusting because they they thought that the character well whatever you have to watch it but um the character's just non non-binary and they don't make a a big fuss about it in like a negative way um and it's about blackbeard and it's about steed bonnet who are real pirates but the the creator of the show went out of his way to not read about the actual pirates so he's basically just kind of using their name knowing that they're pirates and then having like just fun going off about this story and and he's even said that like that, that he that the only thing he really knows about them is that their um, particularly blackbeard was a horrible person and therefore he doesn't really care to represent them accurately he's like screw the guy <laughs> and, um it, it's it's wonderful it's, it's a delightful show and there's a reason why people have fallen so hard for it yeah i knew that was going to be brought up oh yeah <laughs> it's like carla and meg are on it's going to be brought up by one or both of them for sure <laughs> and someday i will i need to finish what we do in the shadows i do not know why i haven't it's i started it last year and it's totally up my alley i i just have it but i i need to for sure i mean vampires anything pretty much with vampires definitely by that other episode we're recording about vampires yeah yeah because we are doing by the way in october <laughs> as part of our horror month we are going to be talking about vampires and sexuality so just a little preview there and meg's going to be on that during our horror month because she likes vampires and we're hoping fingers crossed that we could get tyler and robin on there although there's a part of me editing wise because it's going to be a packed panel if we do that might not be hoping because Tyler and Meg, it'll be just a 10 hour episode. <laughs> Guess what I can tie to vampires? You, what you're into right now in television? Oh, Dungeons and Dad. I should have known. What the heck? Sorry. <laughs> I think Carlos had to listen to my husband talk about this show, that too. And producing my daughter. It's okay. great. It's very exciting. <laughs> You just listen to it. I wouldn't annoy you so much. Remember how, like, just now you were saying you Meg told me more. Meg told you need me to for tamp months. down that enthusiasm there, Carla. Yeah. Meg told I, me I, for I just, months I, and I months and myself, months to Paula. watch this I, I, thing, I just... and I finally did it. And then I liked it. <laughs> okay, so so Meg, what are you into in television? Well, there's this live stream. <laughs> 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 um. So things I'm into in television, I I have I actually have a lot because, like I said, it's three. A while. You could only do um, three. I started watching. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm looking at my list right now. Um, I have been watching Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which has been fun. Um, I'm not really super into Star Trek. I 
feel like I've been trying to navigate the waters of watching it because, and I know this is very, very divisive and a controversial opinion, apparently, that I will not watch the original series. I hate William Shatner and I won't watch him. Um, But the nice thing about Star Trek is I have a basic enough knowledge because my dad was a huge Star Trek fan. So I like, I have a basic enough knowledge of Star Trek where I like, and like Chris Pine is my Captain Kirk and that's fine by me. Mine too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That I can like, I valid opinion. Yeah. And I can like get in there and I've been wanting to watch discovery and I've been wanting to watch the next generation. Um, but I started with Strange New Worlds because um, I'm going to be on Jesse's podcast, Open Pike Night. Um, and I, I really like Captain Pike. I, I think he's it was an interesting character from the Star Trek stuff that I did see, like the Chris Pine movies also. Um, so I've been enjoying that. And then I'll probably move on to Discovery. And I also like that the Strange New Worlds takes place before the original series. So like I really don't have to have a ton there's fun Easter egg and Easter eggs in there. I know for Trekkies, but it doesn't really make a difference if you're not to be able to watch and enjoy it. Um, and yeah, I'm liking it's very pretty people going to worlds full of very pretty people. And what's not to love about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one. And I, I I'm just going to like, really quickly mentioned the ultimatum and naked and afraid two trashy reality shows that for some reason I can't get enough of. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. But Lincoln lawyer has been one that I've been enjoying on Netflix and it's just, it's, you know, it's, I'm, I can't think of anything super comparable to it, but it's basically about a lawyer who nearly died and he stopped practicing law for a little while for about a year or whatever. And then one of his colleagues gets murdered and leaves his whole practice to him. Um, And one of the people he's defending is a really, really high profile murder case. And the trial starts in like a week. It's, it's really, it's not fun, you know, as in like, yay, this is a great time or anything like that. Um, but it's, I feel like it's really well written. I really like the characters. I love their relationships with each other. I love that you're watching it and you don't necessarily know if the people he's defending, because he's a criminal defense attorney, um, and you don't really know if they're guilty or innocent. And I think that's a really interesting kind of take on it because his own skepticism kind of helps with that. And it's not like a law and order kind of situation um and him being a criminal defense attorney kind of helps you step away a bit from a lot of the copaganda you see with law procedurals and stuff like that so it's it's interesting um (laughs) again pretty people doing things prettily 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 Prettily. (laughs) um and i this isn't so much a, that I am recommending them. I just want to say that I'm really excited for them. Um, first off, I realize I haven't watched Love, Victor season two or three. So that's a, another thing I'm watching. Um, but I'm super excited for Sanditon and Persuasion because I love me some Austin adaptations. And I'm so excited for season two I'm of Sanditon. I'm so excited for Persuasion. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful about persuasion 
So yeah, those are mine. See, look how quick that I was. Went. Whoa, that was amazing. Seriously, that was that was pretty cool. Because there's not a TV show about Dungeons and yes. Daddies yet. That's happening. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the works right now. <laughs> So, Paula, what are you into in television? Not a ton, because I've been spending far too much time reading. Not that that's a problem. Um, But I have been watching, first off, The Boys, Mm -hmm. which has been really great this season. Um, A lot of things that I just can't unsee. (laughs) But it's been so good. And um, I'm not going to say because it, it would be way too easy to spoil that. And you just have to experience it. Which are you talking about the Hero Gas episode? That was all so overhyped, though, I got to say. It's so dang. I know. Mean. I know. It's, <laughs> and it's so, it's so funny because I've been watching everybody on Twitter and they're like, are we just ruined because of fanfic? Because that was nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I think think that's what it comes down to. First of all, I'm glad that I didn't uh, have to listen to the hype because I would have been so disappointed. I would have been like, um, this is pretty mild, actually. Well, and the way they they were hyping it so much, I'm like, there's no way they can live up to this expectation now. (laughs) There's just no way. But I will say that, you know, even though that was happening, the storyline that was happening around that they did really well uh-huh. with the characters. There was a lot of emotion and some really great character moments in that uh-huh. that episode. And I think they've just done a phenomenal job this season. Um, the other show that I've been watching is Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm not going to say too much because I will just go off for an hour on this show. But it was phenomenal. If you're a Star Wars fan, it was so good. Just enough fan service to the already established canon. Um, the the fight scenes were phenomenal. Just so good. They got Hayden Christensen back. He he did he did great. Because I'm sorry, but the prequel movies he had terrible writing that he had to deal with. Um, the yeah, I just I'll, I'll go on for an hour, so I'm just not going to say anymore. But it was great. If you're a Star Wars fan, watch it. <laughs> Yeah, that's been recommended before. Yeah, and I want to say with the boys, I think, I mean, it's great seeing Judson Ackles do something outside of Dean. And, you know, it's nice for us to see some different assets that he has. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have to throw that in there. I see what you did there. Someday I'm going to get to season three. Someday. Um, But... I mean, if you don't want to actually watch it, there's plenty of screen grabs. Oh, yeah, that's no, true. No, I want to I want to watch it. It's just, well, now it's summer break, so my kids are always home, so it's just not going to happen. But, Ooh, no. Yeah. But I, it's it's taken me forever. <laughs> I, I planted my son in front of the TV in another room so that I could watch it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to say, I think, though, the MVP of this season performance-wise is um, Anthony Starr. He is he is so damn incredible. Yes. He is like the absolute oh, best television villain. Down. Yeah. We have one of the best we have ever had. He is so dang good. Yes. Absolutely. He is amazing. Just 
you know, for a character that I hate, I loathe so much, I am constantly just fascinated by him. And although I, I would really like for something, for some kind of meteorite to come and smash him, and just rid us of this problem, I also would be super sad because he's, he's just... so good. Oh, he's so good. I, I was messaging Knight so the other good. day. Anthony Starr is really phenomenal and like i i think we can all agree that jensen ackles is in a class of his own but anthony mm-hmm. star is also oh. they, they just oh my gosh in, in a show that has them and carl urban yeah lots yeah, of great performances of that show I mean, honestly yes yeah yeah i mean i i think his though is the tops honestly i think he's the mvp of the whole season and he has been for a while he's pretty he's so creepy he just is he's so uh-huh. good at this role which means he's probably really nice in real life i'm hoping oh gosh i hope so. i mean like that dead-eyed smile yes. or when he goes oh, into that yes, <laughs> that. Oh yes it's so <laughs> chilling like that's all he has to do it really is and like your blood stops yes like it's like, like he's not an actual superhero. He's not actually gonna come and get me. But I'm just a little terrified, and I breathe a little more slowly when he's around, just in case. It's like I hold my breath because it's like the people that are in the room with him. It's like if they say one wrong thing, he's just gonna snap them. And so mm-hmm. it's like there's real tension when you watch his yep. scenes. Yeah, and yep. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 incredible, um, and it still cracks me up that recently all these right wingers had a whole meltdown because i'm like seriously you have not been watching this show i mean come on <laughs> you obviously were not paying attention you really folks. thought homelander wasn't i mean really win. i mean it's been plain as day i mean <laughs> it just means you're one, the you... and i mean like the entire the entirety of the last season yeah. should have been an yeah, indicator I mean, even the first season that's <laughs> Well, just the comments about why are they making it so political? It's Were you been people political not paying attention? This is a satire. It's a satire. That's what it and is. Not only that, but yes. comics. It, it, it's from a comic, and comics are inherently political. Like a lot of I'm, them I'm... are about people who were repressed in some way or another, or oppressed in some way or another. And this is like the the only way that they could get their stories mm-hmm. out. Like, but but you know. So, have you not actually read Superman then? Like, do you not know, understand what it's really about? I feel about? like what it really is, is I feel like a lot of hard right-wingers do not understand satire. No. Like, yeah. it's just no. it's just a concept that is completely foreign to them. Which is understandable when you only watch OAN and Fox News. Because mm-hmm. anyone else who watches it, like a judge literally said... No one who watches Tucker Carlson could possibly think that he is serious. Um, but there are people who do. I, I think it's really just a way people on the far right's brains yeah. work. Um, and it would be sad if it wasn't so fucking infuriating because they're taking over. It feels like they're just taking over everything. Um, but yeah, I just, I think they just do not understand satire. I think no, it's just something don't. that they cannot possibly grasp. That's why there are so many like ate the onions and stuff where people see the onion and they think it's real and they respond to it as if it's real or they see the daily show, especially when it was with uh, John Stewart and they're like, Oh, this is real. Right. It's like, no, like 
I think it's just how their brains cannot process satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that was just I got G. Um, but... <laughs> Why you gotta make a political Meg? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and on this podcast of all the places, just kidding. <laughs> right? We've never gotten political. I was gonna say, I mean, we could. Talk, like, there's a whole. I know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We've never been political it. on this show. No. no. Oh. no. <laughs> And to bring it around to my favorite podcast. Um, so for television for me, I am into the new season of Love Victor. Um, it's it's really good. Go listen to our Love Victor, Love Simon podcast episode as well. Um, but yeah, I, I really I think the show is better than the movie. And a lot of that I think is because with television you have more time to dive into these characters. But I just I like the characters more. I still love the movie too, but I think it's just really interesting, and I'll be curious to see how it ends. Um, I have my own thoughts on w- one of the love interests that I expressed on our podcast episode, and it's about Benji. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Benji, <laughs> so I'll be honest. Um, but yes, okay. I've mentioned it before on our Queer as Folk episode, but I really do like the new Queer as Folk, and one of the things I really, really appreciate about it is the amount of representation on this show, it's not just a bunch of white people who, it's not just a bunch of white gay men and then two white lesbians. It's a lot more diverse than that. And Queer as Folk will always be my all-time favorite show, but that's the bit my biggest criticism always with that show. And I understand at that time it was very, it was amazing they were able to do that. It opened the doors for a lot of other things. But if you're going to do an updated version, you have to have more representation in this day and age especially. So I do like that. But once again, a big warning, big trigger warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, uh, mute your mute your ears right now if you're watching live and wait for another like 10 seconds or uh, skip ahead. But just a trigger on that, that the first episode, really close on, they do have like a, a pulse type shooting in Babylon that takes place in New Orleans. And but the way but a lot of it is after trauma and they don't focus on the shooter. So that was also a big blessing. Uh, but yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, and that is on uh, Peacock, which, and I want to say, if you're worried that they're going to hold back because it's on Peacock, don't be worried. They do not hold back. They push the envelope even further, I think, than the original does. I really love Peacock. I do too. I watch it all the time. I come to really, really appreciate it. And think yeah, it's but I think, I think, and I'll be honest, I'm one of those that you think you kind of associate it with NBC so much that I'm like, Oh, they're not going to push the envelope with this, but they do big time. There's no, which is good. I mean, they show, they show everything that they're just like from the original, uh, or not the original, the American version. Cause the original. There's assets. Yes. Wink. Lots of assets. <laughs> you don't have to watch the show. You can just check on YouTube for clips. Of the Jensen Ackles will be a series regular next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Aaron's like, I can't even compute that. <laughs> Especially he was on and then they brought Brian. Her brain just momentarily shut and down. Then, then they brought Brian back. and then, Oh my. Okay. I can't even think about played that. Played by Jensen Ackles. No, no. played by Gail Hamilton. <laughs> but Jensen Ackles can play his new love interest. But, I mean, I love Justin and Brian. I, I do. But <laughs> anyway. 
Um, and I already mentioned, I'm not going to mention a lot of the um, docuseries that I've mentioned on here before, but just a quick shout again to The Deep End. Go check that out about Teal Swan. Um, the Keep Sweet documentary on Netflix um, about Warren Jeffs and, and the FDLS. And speaking of that, go check out um, Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu. That's a really good series, too. That's really good. Um, that was on my yeah, list, too. Yeah, that's really good. But I want to give, um, speak, speaking, I want to say, you know, about obsessions when, <laughs> when Meg had talked about that. Uh, so, because of Lady Gaga, that's the strictest, re- that's the only reason that I'm watching this <laughs> or that I did watch it. I rewatched American Horror Story Season 5 Hotel because Lady Gaga is in that. And, you know, it's funny because this is a season that I hated for a long time. I love this season now and it's grown on me a lot. I still am not a big fan of Wes Bentley in the in his character in this season. He's really annoying. But this means... I am down the TikTok rabbit hole again. I still can't find fanfic for Tristan and Liz. So Tristan and Liz are the only couple from American Horror Story Universe that I ship because they're a healthy couple. They're not like other couples. They're healthy. And Liz Taylor is the best character that has ever been on American Horror Story. So uh, if you know any fanfics, once again, I'm going to plead for those. Please send me some Tristan and Liz fanfics because I can't find them anywhere. But I have watched a lot of TikToks. You found some? <laughs> no, I didn't find it. I just wanted to wait to talk because I, I forgot to do an honorable mention for something for a TV uh, show. Not because I I don't personally watch it, but I know it's been really, really popular in my house. And I also know it's a show that's been super review bombed. So if you want to watch it and give some good vibes, it's Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah. On Disney Plus. It's been because it's a uh, Muslim family and lead they have been really review bombed and uh my husband and my both my daughters absolutely adore it and love it so like if you're listening and you're not sure give it a chance don't let the lower reviews on it deter you because it did get review bombed because of the family that is the center of it okay i i just I, I didn't want to interrupt you or anything like that, but I, I forgot to mention that because I am really upset about what happened to it. Oh, well, good to know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so so I'm excited that we will be recording our, I haven't, I haven't edited the one for three and four yet, but we will be recording our five and six American Horror Story uh, Patreon bonus episodes later on. And we will be doing... Um, four-letter word later on we're probably going to move that schedule around because i do want meg to be able to be on that one so we'll move the schedule of recording that one so i'll let you know about that okay well let's move on to our final category and we're going to try and go through this as fast as we can uh movies so carla what three movies are you into right now all right well first of all the valet which i have made meg watch already and half my family um, it's it's actually a remake of a French movie, but it takes the the trope of um, uh, of like a star is caught with somebody she shouldn't be with, and then tries to throw off the paparazzi by um, pretending to date somebody that she otherwise wouldn't be caught that with, um, and really, it it it's not predictable it, it doesn't have it doesn't fall into the same 
typical patterns that you would expect from that kind of, of story. It's hilarious and it's great and it stars Eugenio Derbez, who is one of my favorite Mexican actors. It also stars um, Samara Weaving and uh, it's fantastic. It's funny, it's sweet, it has just so much wonderfulness to it and I, I think everybody should check it out. That one's on Hulu. Um, also, I watched a couple of days ago, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. And I just watched it on a, on a whim. I mean, it stars Emma Thompson. So I was like, how bad can this be? And it is fantastic. It's an excellent, excellent film about um, sexuality and aging and um, finding yourself and feeling yourself. Just, you know, coming to terms with, with your own body and with your own, um, with everything th that you are. And there are some... Uh, places that this movie you expect it to go that it doesn't go which is great and I really I, I really enjoyed the interactions because most of, of the of the movie is just the, the two main characters by themselves so I, I really just enjoy that um, every now and then it's, it's great to get a movie like that and then the third movie on the same long flight on which my son discovered Teen Titans Go um, I, okay. So I was listening to Elton John and I didn't, and the, the passenger in front of me, um, was watching this film and I was like, the hell is that? That looks really interesting. So I'm just watching this movie through like the little, um, uh, bit that you can see of the screen between the seats. And every now and then her husband would like lean over and I would be like, get your head out of it. In my mind, I wouldn't actually say that to him because that would be incredibly weird. Like, um, excuse me, I'm watching the movie that your wife is watching. Uh, could you please get out of the way so that I can watch this movie as well? Um, it's an Indian movie called Kagas. And it is, Kagas uh, translates to paper. Um, and I'll read you the synopsis from Wikipedia. The film this depicts the struggle and fight of Bharat Lal Bihari against the uh, the Indian bureaucracy who had declared him dead on government records. His fight for the government with the government went on for 19 years, and the story is based on a real story of Santosh Murad Singh, um, because his relatives claimed that he was dead on paper so that they could get his his property, and the movie. I, 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 um, because it's a, a movie in, in a culture that I'm not familiar with, I, you know, I, I went and read some reviews from like Indian people and, and, um, read, uh, watched a, a couple of reviews on YouTube from Film Companion and from Tired and Refused, uh, Tired and Refused, Tired and Refused podcast, uh, something like that. And they, they really were very enlightening. They were because they're more familiar with Bollywood and, and the, the type of movies, they were more critical of it than I was for me. Oh, because I did eventually end up watching the movie myself. Just so you know, I didn't just watch it over this person's shoulder while listening to Alton Don, and that was like all I knew about it. I actually found the movie and he watched crawled it myself. Into the lap of the <laughs> Yes, because like I could I could read the subtitles. Thankfully, she had the subtitles on, which is why I got hooked. Oh my god! And so I I I, I, I googled okay, Indian movie about being dead on paper, <laughs> and that's how I found it. 
but um yeah so i did eventually watch it it's it's great the the acting is really good particularly from the from the main actor um it has a couple of of you know bollywood songs in it which i think are hella fun um but the thing is like this is a satire so they were supposed to be kind of weirdly placing over the top and whatever whatever forget what the review said i enjoyed i Carla de Misa telling you that as a mexican woman i enjoyed watching cagas which by the way that that word it, it has a it, it's almost exactly like another word in spanish that means something bad and so it pains me to say the title of this film uh, but this one is spelled k-a-a-g-a-z so i don't feel so bad <laughs> And then uh, before Meg goes, or as Rebecca said, another DC, hoping that comes to SDCC is Gotham Knights with Misha Collins. So I know a lot of people are very excited about that. So, you know, hey. I love that he's the old man on set for that. That just that just cracks me up. He's there with a bunch of like 22-year-olds. And he is the like man on set. their dad. And I'm like, you know what? You got big dad energy. I get that. So, oh my God, my babysitter used to change my diapers while she was watching the show. When she was watching Supernatural, oh my God, I love her. right? Your voice is like totally the soundtrack to my lullabies. It's that, so cool. That's one of my you. favorite stories, though. When they had someone come on the show and like, oh no, I've been watching my whole life, and like. <laughs> uh, so, Meg, what movies are you into? Right? Okay, so it's been a while. I'm not going to talk about Dungeons and Daddies. Believe it or not, there's not a movie yet. Yet. <laughs> um, yet. yet. But I am going to talk about another fun caper movie that I saw. It's It's been a, a bit since I've seen it, but it's been a bit since I've seen you. Um, and that's The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. It's just really fun. It's really silly. It's a really stupid adventure kind of thing. I, It's fun. I think it's coming out streaming fairly soon if it's not already out streaming. Um, it's... Um, one of the few movies in the past two years I went to see in the theater and I don't regret it. It's not like great cinema. It's like Carlos talking about all these wonderful things. I'm like, this is a fun, dumb movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And speaking of another fun, dumb movie that is streaming that I watched last night. And this movie took me three hours to watch because I have children and it wasn't even that I couldn't watch it with them because it was a TV 14 and it wasn't anything like, I don't know why it was a 14 if I'm being honest. Um, but my oldest daughter had just come home from camp and she would not, no one would stop talking. And it's the first time in over a month that I've tried to watch TV on like our main TV and not just like in a hole somewhere in my house (laughs) where I can hide and be by myself. Um, but it was fun and it was silly. If you like Hallmark movies, if you're sitting here and be like, oh, I just want to watch something silly and fluffy about people falling in love. It's called A Perfect Pairing. And it's with Victoria Justice. <laughs> My whole life is such fluff these days. I'm so sorry, you guys. Don't apologize. Like, we talked a lot about what's been going on in the world and I have not been able to do a lot That's that's gives me too much anxiety or stress i've been really looking for a lot of escapism um and i and i think that explains a lot of why i'm so into the dungeons and daddies podcast because it's literally a whole nother world um but so perfect pairing is basically about this woman she's like she's got divorced and she's like still oops, i'm sorry 
hit the mic. She's still like 25 or something like that. She's still young. She's got divorced. She just quits her job as like a winery marketing consultant. I can't necessarily remember what. And she flies to Australia because she's starting her own business. And she goes to this big Australian winery. And I like wine, pretty people doing pretty things. What else do you need? Happy, like it's just it's silly. It's a happy ending. It's fun. It's goofy, and I and I just I love it. If you're looking for like, I guess I feel like it's like chicken noodle soup kind of, kind of a movie. It's there for the comfort. It's really predictable. You know what's going to happen for for each beat. That's why I kind of call it a, a hallmark movie in that sense. Um, it's just, it's fun and silly and it's a nice way for most people to spend an hour and 45 minutes, but me, it was three and a, three and a half hours. <laughs> Where is it? To watch it. It's on Netflix. So it's a net, it's a Netflix original and yeah, it's just, it's, you know, pretty Australian people, gorgeous countryside and, and that comfort kind of show, uh, if you're looking for that. Movie. Yeah. I just sent a text to my mom just while we were talking because it's totally up her alley and she's always asking me for recommendations and 99% of the stuff I watch she can't watch so I'm like mom your mom your mom will love it your mom and I have a lot tell your mom about the ballet. tell your mom to listen to Dungeons and Daddies I don't know if she'll be into that one I don't um and my third one, I had four, and I can't decide, but I haven't finished the one. So my third one, I've been watching the uh, Jennifer Lopez documentary on Netflix. And I haven't finished it yet, though. Um, so the my third one is The Father of the Bride remake. Yeah, my mom loved that. My mom said she liked that one a lot. On, <laughs> on HBO Max, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, it's just... I thought it was a really good and really interesting remake. And I like, so I adored the original one. I love Steve Martin. I think him and Diane Keaton are just like, I loved it so much. I went into this remake really, really hesitantly because I love the original so much. Um, But it, it wasn't trying to be it. It wasn't trying to remake the story, which I think I really, really appreciated it. It wasn't trying to be the same story retold. Um, it, It's Andy Garcia and Gloria Stefan, And I cannot think of the younger actors' names off the top of my head. I'm sure Carla will pop in and tell me what the names are of them because she's looking. No, I won't because I also don't know their names. Okay, great. Fantastic. <laughs> she just had that look like she was ready to unmute herself at any second um i'm always ready to unmute myself at any second yes but, yeah um but it was just it was really cute and fun and i got really angry at all of the characters at one point which for me always feels like a really good recommendation because it, it elicits an emotional response from me um i loved the fact that it was I liked how it showed a Cuban family and a Mexican family and how just because they're both Hispanic or Latina, Latino family, Latino families, or I can't think, I can't talk right now. Um, They're not homogenous and there are differences in the cultures between those two families and between those two cultures. 
and I I really liked it. I really appreciated. It. I thought it was funny. I thought it was heartbreaking in a lot of ways, and I thought it was it showed the generational differences between the parents and the children. It, I think it showed especially. And this is not something I personally know about because I am not the child of immigrants. Um, but I did think it was a, a good portrayal of your parents coming from a completely different culture and then you growing up in America and how those perspectives kind of clash at sometimes. And I think I, I just I thought it was really good and really heartwarming and really fun. I think Gloria Estefan was amazing in it. She was fantastic um and yeah i just i liked it so so much and i i just yeah i'm probably gonna be watching it again in the next couple days i wonder why (laughs) spoiler for an upcoming thing i'm sure uh yeah and and my mom says thanks by the way Yeah, perfect. Perfect pairing is right down her alley. Like it's just (laughs) yeah. The second you start describing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta text my mom right now. I'm like, right on that sweet spot. (laughs) (laughs) So have some wine with it. Uh, So Paula, what are you into right now, Uh, movie wise? I'm gonna be really quick because I don't think I've even seen any movies recently. I think the last movie that I saw was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent that we went to see. That movie is amazing! Which was fantastic, by the way. I think we talked about it before on a previous podcast, but if you haven't seen it, it's just good yes, Nicholas and it's Cage what time. helped lead to our Six Degrees of Finwit Rock, by the way. <laughs> it really is. So, oh. Yeah, because, because um, Finn's cousin is one of the writers of it, and he had an Instagram story saying go see go see this movie and then I had told oh, Susie right, yeah. that in our Finn my part of you know I told my Finn crew that and Susie's like we should play Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock so that's how this all came about by the way because of that movie and we're, we're gonna do we still are gonna do um Carla just let you know since you're the one who wants to do it we are gonna do a live tweet of that at some point so Paula if you want to do that too Hopefully, maybe, maybe sure. next weekend. I don't know if people are available then. Uh, it couldn't be this weekend, so that's why we hadn't planned it. But we're going to do that and maybe even a live stream thing afterwards, depending on if everything's – that's only going to be a tweet and a live stream. It will not be an episode. So just so you know, Paul. So if you – Sure. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> oh, that's that's the only one you're in. See, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I noticed I wasn't invited. Well, you can come too. <laughs> me. <laughs> Seriously, it's a great movie. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. It's so It's one of the funniest movies I have seen in ages. It is so good. It's And Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage need to just do like a series of movies together. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, they they have such great chemistry and they work so well together and they, yeah, they really just I want do. more movies with those two together. <laughs> I mean, the best way I can describe this movie is Whatever you expect of a Nicolas Cage movie, this is it and more. Yes, yes, I love it. It's it's so it's fabulous. Um, well, what I'm into, and I did watch today. I I want to second um, the good luck to you, Leo Grand, because that had been on my list of wanting to see because I was like, because it got really rave reviews in the festival circuit, 
And then also seeing a movie that's sex positive for women that are not just 20 years old. And, you know, women that are over 30, over 40, over 50. I mean, that's pretty incredible. So, and I, I watched it today and I thought it was fantastic. So I echo that. I second cool. that. I think it's it's amazing. If you're worried about like, oh, is this just going to be a lot of sex? and all, There's very little sex in it. I will say that. So like, if you're worried about that, there's a lot of talk about sex. Very, But I mean, you know. So anyway, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't know if people would be worried about that. But I also I love how sex positive it is and how it treats sex workers and how it also treats women um, and women's bodies. And yeah, and both performances are incredible. So I'm going to second that. Um, And a hard right turn here. Uh, There's a horror movie that when I first saw it, it had to really sink in whether or not I really liked this movie. And a lot of people love this movie. It's called X. And um, it's, I'm just going to read the description. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. It's very reminiscent of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a lot of ways. So I will put that out there because I know for me, when I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time a few years ago, and I will never watch that movie again. It's not that I don't think it's well done and I love horror. It just was one of the most miserable viewing experiences. It's it's really not a fun movie to watch. And I'm not saying it wasn't made well because it's really well done. That's why it's not a fun movie to watch. Um, but yeah, but this, this was really well done. And I want to say seeing Brittany, um, Brittany Snow, it was really incredible. She's really good in it. And uh you know, there's, of course, they're making an X-rated movie, so there's a lot of sex in this, very graphic, graphic sex. But it's a very interesting film, and it's really well done, and the performances are really great. And the villain is a different kind of villain than we've seen. And also, I think, talks a lot about um, puritanical society and religion and um how and the elderly and how we treat the elderly as well i think there's some messages there for that too um and then i will throw out because i'm the only person i think one of the only people in the world that loves this movie but when i saw that hulu had rock of ages back (laughs) i love this flippin movie so much i love that movie too i was like i have to watch this so i paula likes it do you like it too meg no Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, my mouth my mouth is full of wine. I couldn't under, I couldn't answer right away. But no, I'm not a big fan. I, I thought she was so disgusted by it that she wouldn't even come off mute. She's like, I no, no I wouldn't even no. speak of this people, trash. I loved it so much. I've seen the live ver- live stage version. I want to see the live version. What? It's the market. No, version. no, no, no. no. You're thinking know. of you're thinking of that Jennifer Aniston movie, which I can't remember what that's even called. It's called oh, Rock yeah. Something. But no, no, no. This is a musical. It's with uh, Tom Cruise <laughs> plays like the, <laughs> the lead singer. He's the douchiest character ever, and it's lie. glorious. I think I prefer the Mark Wahlberg one. It's about you know, it's about eighties hair bands and stuff like that, and it's all the music from that. And I love that music. And I know it's cheesy, and um, that's why it's so. But it's fun. so much fun. I think it's a blast. And I know people hate on this movie a lot. People hate this movie. People that were in this movie hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> <They're all wrong. laughs> 
But I want to see the live stage version because I've heard that people go there dressed like 80s garb. They don't go dressed up to, the, to go to the theater. We, we did even more cheesy. We did the dinner theater version. Oh, it was great. Man. It was great. Boulder, Boulder Dinner Theater, we went and oh, saw it. It was, it was I so remember fun. Yeah, I, I really mm -hmm. want to see it live because I I don't care. I, I guess it's a guilty pleasure, but I love it. And I I just think it's 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 so ridiculous. And I mean, I just I, it's but it's fantastic. I just, oh. And all the songs are just oh, they're the worst, but they're the best. <laughs> I love a movie that you can sing along yes! with. <laughs> yes. So that's uh, that's the last one that I'm into. So go go show Rock of Love. Rock of Rock of Ages. Rock of oh my ages. God, that was the Rock of Love is a totally different. I was thing. into Rock of Go Love too. Yeah, love that love. That is the Mark Walton. No, I'm just kidding. I was so into that reality show. Rock of Love is the fanfic of Rock of Ages. <laughs> if you're really feeling into it. Anyway, um, what was that Mark Wahlberg movie? I don't, now I gotta look Google it. Because I'll look at it. IMDb. I'm like, Mark Wahlberg rock movie, and it's going to be like when he's a geologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just, I'll look at it. Is it rock, no, star? rock star. That's right. Rock star. Yeah, I mean, that's like a pretty easy thing. I don't know why. There I were, can't believe There I were a couple of songs. <laughs> there were a couple of songs from the soundtrack that were really good. Okay. From rock star? Is, are there yeah. Bon Jovi songs in there? Is there? <laughs> no. I, don't I don't remember i saw i remember seeing that movie actually in the theaters but i don't remember. i um whatever his like fake rock band yeah. was or fake rock name was um the actual singer had a couple the, the actual singer is like an actual mm -hmm. rock singer and had a couple of songs on the soundtrack that were really good yeah. and really angsty one of them was very angsty. when it's loosely based on a, a real thing so it's not like you know uh with uh judas priest and and when the lead singer and uh, all that anyway uh we're not going to talk about that <laughs> anymore well now i know meg is playing and i know carla is not playing even though carla has this song so we're going to move on to our six degrees of finn Wittrock segment so paula are you playing uh, no that's sorry. fine you don't have to apologize it's okay. As long as one other person is, then I'm okay. And then if nobody, I'm just kidding. It's fine. Um, but we do still need. Erin will just play by play with herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh... <laughs> wow. Um... She would like other people to play with her, but she's okay playing with herself. <laughs> oh my god. But we still are looking for the music. I think I'm just going to have to find the music. I still need to see. I don't. Uh, Carla ignored all of my requests for the lyrics that I put out on social media recently. Oh, I'm sorry. I, di I didn't see them. I'm, it's been like the most bananas I'm just, couple of I'm weeks. just giving you a hard time. But, but I would love to. I'm going to have to just find music. So because I would love to have music to it for our best of clip episode that will be out next week because i'd love to have my intro song for six degrees of finn whitrock so meg which one of your things that you're into are you connecting finn to i'm not i'm just gonna tell you what my six okay. degrees are i'm gonna start with finn whitrock and i'm gonna say he was in the movie uh, he was in unbroken with alex russell who was in bait 3d with adrian pang who is in judgment day with mark lee 
who is in Lee Chong Wei, which is a biopic, with Freddie Wong, who is one of the who is the producer and one of the main characters of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's amazing. I got it more. <laughs> I I will not lie to you. I've been messaging Carla this whole time since I figured it out. And I was like, I can't wait to do it because I am so glad that my silent torture is over. <laughs> That's amazing. Now the now the two of you can share with me in this awful pain. No, it's amazing. It's it's fantastic. I don't know why you're so mean to me. Um. Well, I I can just say that that one of the lyrics in the song is, um, he's fantastic. Wait, I mean fantastic. He's fantastic. That's one of the lyrics. Carlos in hell from both. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Rock on one end, Dungeons and Daddies on the other, and Carlos the nexus between the two of us, and she's just like, "Why is this my life?" Um, Yeah, I was very, very excited. Uh, Yeah, Freddie Wong was like a uh, video gamer hero. Like he he did Guitar Hero. Like he toured around the world for it, and now he's on Dungeons and Daddies. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm very proud of myself. That was pretty I'm awesome. So I I can't wait to share that one. I cannot wait to share that one. That's that's pretty amazing. It's pretty niche. That's why I love it because it's not like a typical one. I really like that, and that, I think that's the first time um, Unbroken has been used as you've been used to. So yeah, that was that was pretty. I still haven't watched that movie. You're welcome. <laughs> so I used Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. So Emma Thompson was in Cruella with Emma Stone, who was in La La Land, and Finn Whitrock is in La La Land. He does not sing in La La Land because part of the clip that I tagged Carla in is we is Jen and I were because Jen said, "Why you should get Finn to sing this song?" I'm like, "No, Carla has to sing it," and she's <laughs> like, "Well, what if you know?" She, and I'm like, "And I don't think Finn will sing this song. <laughs> he won't want to because he said he doesn't sing, but." Uh, but you know, then it ended up turning, and she's like, "I'm like, well, well they should do a duet." <laughs> so that's still a duet with Carla. Yes, Finn, if you would like to do it with me <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate you, uh, let us know. Slide into our DMs or <laughs> contact. Let us know. And I'll give you just a little bit of time to come up with some music because by the time this podcast episode drops, if you listen to this before Friday, let us know. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to go to royalty-free music and find something to set to these lyrics because I would love to have this song soon out there for all the world to hear. Uh, But if you want to play the listener version of Six Degrees of Finn, we're going to have a new one up by the time this podcast episode drops. Go to it's a fandom thing pod.com and hit the uh, page that's literally titled Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. Submit your guesses by the end of July, since this episode is dropping then, or if you listen before, for our June ones by the end of June. We'll have our July ones out soon. Um, and then we just randomly pick a winner the first week of the following month. And they get some It's a Fandom Thing merch. It's free to enter. It's fun. I love reading all these. I love reading all the ones that I'm sure are being anonymously submitted by Finn. So thanks for playing. (laughs) 
But remember, I said I will send you free merch. <laughs> Just give us a PO box to send it to, and I will get on that. So we're gonna close out finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I have a cold. Everybody. I can make it really short. Hi, I'm Carla Temis. Find oh. us. Peace out. Um. Search. Bye. Look. Chase us. Chase us. We need we need the thrill of the chase. We need you to find us. We need you to kind of peek at us and, and have us not sure we'll if you really like that. us. Or if follow us and unfollow us. And, and let's play let's play this little will they won't they take game. Whoa. Okay. Well, so Carla, where can they find your podcast and you? Well, Aaron, they can find the podcast that Meg and I co-host together, Bed What Are Behead Podcast, anywhere where you can find wonderful podcasts and nowhere that you can find non-wonderful podcasts. You can also find our Twitter <laughs> at Bed What Behead Pod. Our Instagram is at bed.what.behead.pod. Um, other blue social media, if you like face places or whatever, just look for Bed What Are Behead Podcast. Um, you can also find me and my art and my musings on Instagram and Twitter at Carlatemis or on my website, carlatemis.com. That is C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S dot com. She always has to say the dot com part or I get very sad. So, <laughs> so, so Meg, where can they find you? You can find basically what has become my retweets no i'm just kidding you can find me on twitter <laughs> and the tweeterverse um you can find me at wisconsinac which is w-i-s-c-o-n-s-e-n-n-a-c-h um yeah if you're ever curious about my thoughts and feelings about a certain podcast um that's the place to go <laughs> and otherwise it's mostly just rage tweeting about the entire world burning so like it's really it's really both ends of the spectrum. Either I'm wildly happy about something or just full of rage. So I mean, I guess if you want to join that, follow me. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And Paula. Hey hey Paula, where can they follow hey, hey. you? <laughs> you can follow me on <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter or both um, at It's My Sandbox. Awesome. Thank you so much. And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at EAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel, or if you're going to uh, San Diego Comic Con and would like to hook up with us there, sorry, my panel is totally distracting me. I need to stop looking at them. Then reach out to us via our Contact Us page on our website, which is It's a Fandom Thing Pod.com. Our next episode. We have two next week. It's kind of an off week. We still have episodes releasing, but an off weekend that we're not recording anything new. So we're going to re be releasing an interview with an author, Tony Roth, um, and then on Wednesday. And then on Friday, we're going to release a sort of best of episode. So it's going to be clips, some of our favorite moments from the past year. So if you have any 
excuse me, if you have any favorite moments or anything like that that you can get to me in the next couple of days, um, if you're listening to this podcast episode on Friday, but let us know and I will try to make sure to include those. Don't worry. There's going to be lots and lots from our Christian effing bail month. There's going to be lots of Christian bail on these, lots of Christian fucking bail because we have to have him on there. He's our unofficial mascot until the day he becomes our official mascot. <laughs> and there will, of course, be lots of uh, our vice unofficial mascot, Finn Wintrock. So, but if there are any other things that you would like to give a shout out to or have us include, let us know. So slide into our DMs or however you want to do that. So thank you so much. Thank you to ever, to anyone who watched the live stream and watches it later. Thank you to Rebecca who's watched who, Mal. Thank you uh, so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Rebecca, for also sending in your what you are into and little recommendations. And yeah, so until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.